for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. hope you had a fantastic day and a productive week thus far. I'm excited, you guys. we got a new guest over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show joining us this evening, you guys. We have the author of The Ghost of Atlanta, our very own Julius J.E. Thompson, you guys. He's going to be joining us today. And you're going to be learning more about this book and uh, several other books um, he has written as well. And we're going to um, talk to him about his writing and more. So, you guys, if you're out there, make sure you call in. Or if you just want to listen, you can do that as well. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And if you're out there, you can also download our app that is available on Android and iPhone. That is the YRN 1328. That's your radio network. 1328 available on your iPhones and Androids. And so you can listen to the show, this show, and several other shows on this platform 24-7, you guys. And also, if you want to get your business promo promoted through the live stream um, through that app, you can also contact me at the show at gmail.com, and I'll let you know um, our packaging um, pricing, pricing that we have for that so that your business, your brand can get more exposure. So if you're interested in that, uh, please let me know. And uh, without further delay, you guys, also, uh, make sure um, that you guys mark your calendar that there will uh, not be any live broadcast of the Beautiful Butterfly Show next week. Uh, the B-Fly is taking a much, much needed vacation, you guys. The rest is voice of mine, as you guys can hear. It's a little scratchy today because of this weather and allergies and all that good stuff. So I'm going to take some time to work on getting better and uh, just enjoying the time off. So, um, I, But I will be back again uh, back on the 20th. Fourth, I believe. And so um, with that said, you guys, I want you to make sure you mark your calendar. Um, but as always, you can listen to all of the mini broadcasts that we have um, available on our app, YRN, or you can uh, log on to uh, Blog Talk Radio and listen to Vibration Radio and listen to all of our awesome shows um, that we have for you guys. And make sure you guys are sharing the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, and let everybody know uh, that the beautiful Butterfly Show is on tonight, and we are on with Arthur, Julius J.E. Thompson. You guys, I'm not going to delay it any further. I'm going to bring the man of the hour on here so that he can tell you even more about himself and this awesome book, you guys. Julius, you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? 
great. I mean, it's incredible. I'm just so happy to be here. I just enjoy <laughs> listening to you talk. <laughs> it's a beautiful night well, in Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on here and talk with us. It's great. I want to be here to talk about my books, to talk about some other things, how to write it, maybe yeah. give out a few uh, instructions, a few information that people can use so they can get yeah. books published. But it's just an incredible feeling being here. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. And so, of course, for the folks out there who are listening, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know that you are originally um, from New York, um, so tell us all about yourself. Who is Julius Thompson? Well, just imagine this, babe. Julius Thompson was in ninth grade, just a little scared little ninth grader <laughs> in a small <laughs> town called Staten, Georgia, 300 segregated about 100 miles from Atlanta, on a Friday. And then Mm -hmm. on Monday morning, the same young man is in Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick High School, (laughs) with the whole world (laughs) in there. (laughs) So it was just incredible. And this really gave me an awakening to go from one kind of environment to another in 48 hours. The change was incredible. And it influenced me to just, you know, explore, understand, go out, and just to learn about people and to tell this story, which I think is very, very unique. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, uh, what did you define uh, your love and in, in your passion for writing? Uh, when did that well, begin happened, for you? What happened was, I was in um, high school. I just got to Brooklyn. I was a sophomore. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to write. I had this feeling for writing. I used to write short stories. I used to walk down the dirt roads and stay them and just, you know, think of ideas and, you know, what I could say. And I would listen Mm -hmm. to the train go by, and I would say, wow, where could that go? So I was in Brooklyn, and I had a great English teacher, and she was stern, and she was hard, and uh, it was a whole different world for me. So I walked Mm -hmm. to her door, her office door. I knocked on the door, and then I backed up. Then I walked again, and I opened the door, and I just stepped in quickly and then blurted out, I want to be a writer. (laughs) (laughs) And and she had been with me for six months. She looked at me, and she said two words that has been with me since the 60s, and two words. And she said, do it. And I've Mm -hmm. never looked back. (laughs) It gave me such confidence to have someone to believe in you, someone so different. This person who's from Ireland, this person, whole different world, looked at you and recognized things inside of you that you have. So you have ability. Do it. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I've never, mm-hmm. ever looked back since then. And I worked, wow. for the, uh, I worked for the New York Times as, as a copy boy and a writer. Philadelphia Bulletin won a national award uh, for the third best sports story I've written in you know, the United States during 77. And then I moved to Atlanta. And when I got to Atlanta, because I moved back to, to take care of my mother, so when I mm-hmm. came back, when I came back, I decided to, you know, I changed professions. I went into education because I did a story in Philadelphia one time, and this young man from Bartram High School could not read the story. So I wow. said to myself, why am I writing stories when someone can't even read the story? Right, right. So I decided to go into education, and I became an English teacher. This is my last year. I became an English teacher. Oh, goodness. And yeah, all these years. 
And so, but, but teaching was fun. I enjoyed coaching. Is fun. I enjoy. But my passion, who I am, is I am a mm-hmm. writer, and I wanted to right. tell stories. Tell stories. And that's just a quick synopsis of what who I am. And I believe in being your best and doing your best. And that's what I teach my students and my players is to be who you are, be the best you can be, be passionate about what you want to do, you know, and to think right. and never, ever, ever give up. Absolutely. And, and with you being an educator, um, how do a lot of students nowadays view just the whole writing process? Because, you know, we have so much technology. I know for me, actually, growing up, we uh, and some people might, oh, God, that sounds ancient, but we used to have a typewriter in, in my <laughs> home growing up. And so my sister and my older brother, they actually did their, you know, high school essays and college papers on the typewriter. Well, now we got, you know, the computer. We got, our, you know, the pad and all these different things. So how are your, how do you, you know, get your students going in in that process with this new modern technology that we have? What you have to do is to tell them that, you know, it's fun and it's great to have this technology, but you want to be express yourself. Something about putting pen to paper, a pencil Mm -hmm. to paper. For example, last week, this week we're reading – Rebecca Walker's short uh, essay on before hip hop was hip hop, and so oh, we wow, talked okay. about yeah we talking about what is hip hop you know how hip means quick go after it hop means to go go get it and we talked about beginnings of it and the change in the language you got to reach them through what they like and what they do and so they're not only going to read the essay but they're going to write an essay they all they're going to write some hip hop phrases and everything and they got to learn that the language is elastic the language can grow you got to take young right. people and teach them that the language is theirs to do what they want with it mm-hmm. and so you have mm-hmm. to really work with them to give them a passion for expressing their ideas and some of them do some of them taste the story that when you read it you're in shock at what goes on now you know right. you know who you are what you are how you are, what you want to do, how you want to show it. And so you got to reach them and you got to let them know that you can express a way of expressing yourself. We do journals every day where they have to write. You know, I get them certain questions to ask. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it's not what you want to hear. Sometimes it's right. shocking. <laughs> sometimes I can't tell you what they said, what goes on. But when you right. get a young person that comes through your doors, back, when, you, when they come through your doors, you don't mm-hmm. know what they face just to get through that door. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's absolutely. what I try to teach them. And they say, well, some of them, I, I was reading from a book, my book, and I didn't tell them. Rich, they figured it out. Coach, you the writer? I said, yes. <laughs> you write all those words? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> How do you write all those words? <laughs> so you get the interest. You get them, you know, the passion. You get them wanting to express yeah. themselves. And I think you have yeah. to reach them. You know, find a common bond and take that common bond and move that common bond to the next level. Absolutely. And, and I think it's great to have that, especially nowadays, especially specifically, you know, with our youth and younger kids, is that, you know, them being able to express themselves is it, so very important. And I say that because, for me, I worked in mental health for years. And just to see, as you said, what it takes for some kids just to make it out the door every morning and to get to school. Like, people would have no idea what would take place, you know, in some of these children's homes, and especially when you're in a home where you have no voice, you know. And I've often um, had an author on, 
uh, maybe about two weeks ago, and he said, you know, he loved the fact that he was able to be a writer because oftentimes writers are a voice for the voiceless. You know, is because for those who are, you know, having so many things going on and, and, you know, for him being, you know, people telling him different things that were going on with him. So I'm I'm glad to hear that, that this is, you know, taking place in school and the kids have that, you know, that, that place where they can just journal and, and get those feelings and those emotions out. And I tell you, it's gonna be that's gonna be the hardest thing because I only have two weeks left, and then it's over after all these years. And I'm just gonna yeah. focus on the writing and everything, and that's what I'm gonna miss is that. I tell you a cute story yeah. about it. I was uh, about three years, four years ago. I was looking at my email, and I got this email from this young middle school student, and mm-hmm. they were doing a project on a writer. So he got my book of Brownstone in Brooklyn, and he read it. Mm-hmm. And the cutest thing he said was, "Dear Mr. Thompson." Are you the living author of a brownstone in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> the living. <laughs> I, I said, I emailed back, yes, I am the living author, and I'm still breathing, <laughs> and I would love to come to your school and talk with your peers about writing. I said, I'm the cutest thing in the world. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, nothing, you know, it's funny, but it's sad in the instant because we, we often think, you know, kids nowadays, when they read books, they often think like, well, that author must be, you know, deceased, so they must not be around yeah. anymore, you know, because it's foreign. It's like a foreign language to them. Like nowadays, yeah. um, you know, that the book thing and, and all of that is, is kind of very mysterious to kids because I know even for my nephew, Nowadays, where when I was in school, we had textbooks and all this and that. They they pretty much do all of their work via a laptop now. Oh yeah, a laptop online. Yeah, yeah. Some don't even get books. Certain counties in Georgia don't even get books. Everything is online. Yeah. So so it really for them to even write, and that's the biggest thing. Matter of fact, they're thinking about now, Bianca, bringing back where the kids have to write. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. Full circle, I come agree. back where they got to write and express absolutely. themselves. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it's good for penmanship because oftentimes we can tell people who don't write a lot, yeah. you know, based off their penmanship. You know, yeah. we're sitting there trying to figure out like, what does that say, you know? And I, and that's one of the things I worked with my nephew um, last summer on. And he's in high school, but I told him, I said, you ha- you know, and he, and for him, he's like, well, I just want to get it over with. I understand that. But at the same time, you want to make it to where your teacher is able to understand what you're saying, you know. And, and, and a lot across. of times, of right, and a lot of times he would have the right answer, but because the teacher couldn't understand it, <laughs> because of his writing, <laughs> you know, his grade would be less than what he wanted to be, and he had a hard time trying to figure that out. So I'm glad that we're at a point now where he, he understands, like, okay, I have to take more time and write out what I really want to say, you know. So and you and know. <laughs> think, like, my, my book's in libraries. Like, it's in the libraries in New York, Philadelphia, yeah. Chicago, Gwinnett County, DeKalb County. So sometimes the kid would go to the uh, library and they see a book up there, they see my name and see the picture, and they come back in the day and shout, Coach, I thought all those people were dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He said, you book in the library. Yes. I said, you can do it too. I can. That's the thing we got to give our kids. We got to give our kids confidence that they can do yes. anything if they put themselves Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and, and that's the thing I think that um and, and it's 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 that confidence for for the 
for things now because I think that a lot of times because of how things are set up, uh, what people see on social media in, in reality shows and so forth, um, you know, our kids have this thought process of aiming or creating a whole different life, a lifestyle for themselves, you know. Yeah. And that might be fast money, fast cars, big houses, and all that good stuff. But the fact to know that you can write your thoughts and write your passions and feelings and emotions and actually create something that could become yeah. bigger than you could ever imagine, you know, is, is, a, is a great thing uh, to put in the kids nowadays because, as I always say, you know, we, we live in this microwave society where we want things, we want them quick, and we want them fast, you know. And, and want so them fast. To be able, yeah, and to be able to show kids, like, there's so many different avenues you can go to, you know, and be successful. And what I teach my kids is the fact that a black male – I can write, yeah. I can coach, mm-hmm. I can teach, I can do different right. things. You can do it too. Yeah. I want you to use what your ability leads you. You do not have to limit yourself. You don't listen to what Absolutely. people say. You don't listen to what Absolutely. social media says. You don't listen to what people outside say. You don't listen to what you right. hear on, on, on the different you know radio stations. You listen to who you are, and you develop your God-given talent that God's put inside right. of you. Hard why right. you got to develop your talent. You can't sit there. And mine is more of a positive way of doing things. You know, I get strong on them, and I get very angry with them when they don't do their work, and I let them know. I said, this is not the word I want you to see because you're not developing your talent. And that upsets right. me more when you don't develop your talent. You must develop right. your right. skill set and must develop your talent. Absolutely. And, and you know, I find, Julius, that um, it, it takes it takes certain people to connect with certain kids uh, when it comes to those things. Because a lot of kids, and, and, and like we were talking about, you know, the struggle some kids take to get, you know, to school, but a lot of kids, you know, when they go home and in their different um, environments and communities, a lot of these dreams are shut down instantly because other people's dreams didn't happen. You know, right. because right. other people in the family wasn't successful. You know, that kid might sit around and say, I want to be a nice, you know, a great architect. But, you know, mom and dad are saying, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, you're just going right. to get the basic job. And, and, and that's the thing. So to be able to connect with somebody else who's willing to sow something positive into your life means a great deal to these kids because a lot of times these kids don't get that on a regular basis. No, they no, ma'am. They do not. You know? They do not. Yeah. There's so many negative yeah. forces out there that you feel like you're mm-hmm. a voice in the wilderness, but you have to keep talking. Because I've, I've had students who come out years later. I have a player, a basketball player named Thomas Gilbert, who's now in Colorado. I, t- I coached him in Philadelphia. And it's the mm-hmm. most fulfilling thing was two, three weeks ago, I, was, I went to an tur- uh, AU tournament here, and he's right. coaching his son. And everything that I taught him when he was, in that age, he is still in his son, and he told me that. He said, what you taught me was more than it was life skills, how to be a relationship, how to look for yes. great things, how to do great things. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. so, it feels so good to see passed on from one generation to the next generation. And I think as black people, we got to get back that. we got to pass this on. I give it to you, and you give it to the next person. we got to be prison people, to send people where we can't go, but we give them the skill yes. set to be successful wherever they are. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and what are your thoughts on uh, when it comes to books? Now, and I heard you mention a little while ago about the library, and oh my goodness, you know that's that's also uh, one of those major places that many people don't try to visit too often. And, and you know, I still have my library cards. <laughs> I love actually. I've always loved going to the library. Yeah. So do you think that because of modern things like you know, and don't get me wrong, I, I love a good Kindle because I'm able to read while I'm on the go or traveling or whatever. But do you think that sometimes, like, this modern technology is, you know, booting, you know, just that good original ways of of getting books out there as far as, like, the library? I think you've got to use all kind of means to get out. The library is important. You have to see the book and feel the book. Even though I have a Kindle and I have a Nook, but my best reading (laughs) comes when I take that book Open and turn yeah. the pages and the feel of the book. And I think mm-hmm. you see the printed word. And see, when you write, mm-hmm. you're creating word pictures. And now that people can see the word. Because when I do my right. writing, I can't edit on the computer. I have to print it out and edit. I just can't see okay. it on the computer. And so yeah. I have this whole different process. And I think we got to use every means possible. Like I've got kids yeah. now who, who will use the read, read books and they will read it online but won't read a book. So I suggest, all right, that's right. you, and that's important. But some other yeah. students want to read the book. They don't right. want to read it online. Right. And so Absolutely. I think we have to give them the means to do this. I think we have to give them direction. So, And that goes being, being who you are. And that's right. the thing I try right. to teach young people. Don't imitate. Don't imitate. Be who you are. Be proud mm-hmm. of who you are. You're not right. Joe Blow. You're who God made you to be. And that's what you should right. be. If you want to read this way, you read that way. If you want to, you know, if you want to be a nerd, be a nerd. <laughs> that's who you are, and you're <laughs> proud of that. And you are proud Absolutely. of that because in my years to say, I had to had to bury young some young people, you know, who just uh, mm. who lost their lives. And that's one of my books right. about Phantoms of Rockwood, Purple Phantoms, is about you know a young yeah. person who died and had some basketball players who died. And the book's about what would happen if they could come back and finish the season? And so mm-hmm. I see young people with tremendous potential, and then it's snuffed out. It's gone. And who knows mm-hmm. what that person, who they could have affected, what changes they could have made that would make the society better than we are. How many black young men we've lost and black young ladies we've lost? Because I think a black right. male is just as important to a black female as to a black male. Because I have some students who look to me as that, father figure, that grandfather figure that they missed, and they mm-hmm, would talk to mm-hmm. me. Well, Coach, right. how would do this? What affected What this person, I said, especially my young ladies, I tell them, you are proud of who you are, and and, and yeah. I, they would bring somebody to the room. Coach, what you think? I look at that look, no. <laughs> I said, no, you're better than that. You are better right. than that. You are, right. you are smart, you're intelligent, you got to get somebody like that, not on someone who's pants or hanging off the butt, and not thinking and not concentrating <laughs> with a 1.8 GPA. Who's going to take care of who when they get old and you get married? <laughs> That's right. And they, That's they like right. that because they get, yeah. give, they got someone telling them truth in their face. I said, you got to get someone right. you know, who who be with you, who can help you. Right. So you need a male and a figure. You know, you need someone. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. our society, they don't have that. I have students yeah. who, after school, I'm sitting there doing my work, and they're, they're just doing their work. I said, you want to go home now? No, Coach, we go home and you go home. 
we sit here. They want somebody to talk to, you know, to be with. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've kind of we've kind of gotten away from that of now because everybody is so everybody's so busy and my mama you know she says people are always doing nothing that's what she used to say yeah she would say that all the time and so uh, but it's also because like we we're we're so busy that we don't have that time that when people our families come home you know it's just in passing everybody's hey whatever. And they're you know back on their phone, they're texting. So nobody's sitting down. I remember my grandmother um, every day when I used to get home from school. She would so how was school? What did right, you learn right. today? You know how you know and you know and then it was you know okay let's get your lesson done. But it's so many kids who don't have that. You know and um, and you're better scary. It carries into adulthood. When I, I taught mm-hmm, creative mm-hmm. writing and publishing yeah. Emory for nine years. And you'd be surprised I had the number of adults who's married, who children, who are successful, who didn't have right. that confidence that they could be successful within themselves. And it was just amazing that, you know, can I write? I said, yes, do it. <laughs> it's like they just don't have that confidence. And I think we yeah. take so much out of people that we don't put it back into them. And I've like, I had like four or five people get books published when I was at Emory, you know, and they're they on, the, they on Amazon now. You know, like Marie wow. Preston, you know, S.E. in Progress, other books, you know. So I think it's a, as, as a, when you out there, you have, have to be a beacon, especially in today's society where it's so much negative, that you have to be that Absolutely. positive force that goes through, Absolutely. that gives people energy to do what they want to do. And that's critical to me, giving Absolutely. people that positive energy so they can exert what they want to be and be who mm-hmm. they want to be. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely in agreement. And uh, what I want to do, too, is I want to take uh, just a little break, and we're going to okay. come back, and we're going to talk to the folks about uh, the book entitled The Ghost of Atlanta, um, which I am eager to hear him talk about, you guys. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back with more Julius Thompson, you guys, right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Are you looking for something to read that would take you to another place in time? Well, check out T.M. Brown's five-star rated book, Struggles of the Women Folk. This is the story of Georgie. She is a young black girl growing up in the 1940s in a small rural town in Virginia. It is a time of prejudice 
and poverty. Life is hard for Georgie, and she dreams of better life. She experiences great loss, betrayal, and heartache. She loses friends and family, as well as the love of her life. And still, she remains strong. Tim Brown's signature writing style is captivating in this emotional and inspiring story that has a gritty dialogue. You will find it difficult to stop reading once you begin. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or through her website, www.authortmbrown.com. Again, that's www.authortmbrown.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show, and that song that you were just listening to was Renetta Mays. You got a little sample of it. It's entitled Got Me Open, uh, available on iTunes. Go to Google Play, and you can download her single as well. That's, again, Renetta Mays, you guys. You got me open. And so, once again, we're back, you guys. We are on with Julius Thompson. He is the author of The Ghost of Atlanta. Julius, tell us about the book, The Ghost of Atlanta. How did you, how did you um, come to to create this book? What happened was, Bianca, is a uh, the Ghost of Atlanta is the third of a trilogy. In 90, okay. 1995, it seemed like ancient history. I was going to write one <laughs> book. What I did was, I wanted to write a book about what it was like to be a black person. In the decades, I always wanted, I read books about all other people, what they did, but mm-hmm. I wanted to write something that reflect decades, that reflect who we are, what was going on. Mm-hmm. My writing right. style is conversational, and what I do is I put the reader there with sights, sounds, tastes. In Brownstone, you're in Brooklyn, 60s. You hear Marvin Gaye, you're on Gates Avenue. In Philly in the yeah. 70s, you're on Market Street. You only know what the, the, the Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. In the ghost of yeah. Atlanta, you're in Atlanta. You you are in downtown Atlanta. You're traveling down Peachtree Street. So the ghost, so this, the trilogy is a 30-year journey of a character called Andy Michael Pilgrim. And okay. it shows his development from high school through going through all kinds of situations. And in Brooklyn, he's in college and going through the turbulent 60s. All the changes, the, the, the riots and and mm-hmm. the college shutdowns and what's going on. I want to give a personal picture, not what you see on TV, you know, the eye of the prize, mm-hmm. but it's there. But this is the real people. P- pull yourself from that screen. Pull yourself from what was going mm-hmm. on around you, and this is how it affects the real people. So the character right. becomes a sports writer. And he moved to Philadelphia in the 70s. And that's why I see we see the change in black society with gangs and with drugs mm-hmm. taking over. Mm-hmm. And we see this young man see what it does to people, the change that it right. makes in people. 
Right. And then the, the third one, which is the Ghost of Atlanta, who won a national award, Reader's Favorite. It won two. It beat out awesome. two other books. And I went to yeah. I went to Miami to get the gold medal. It's a beautiful gold medal, and it's awesome. it got five star review. <laughs> and it's a Wonderful. philosophical study of what happens when you go home again, and you see things that change. And you yeah. the book is kind of ephemeral because you have real ghosts, and you have physical ghosts. Ghost mm-hmm. of the Mind, and there's one character named, which is fascinating, to everybody named Joe Boy. And you don't know whether he's <laughs> real or not, and people keep asking me, I said, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'll let you read the book and try to figure it out. And right. It, right. it developed so that it's really a powerful book. And, uh, and you know, today, think about it, Brownstone in Brooklyn is now, uh, celebrates its 15th year of publication and still going strong. Wow. That is yes, awesome. Ma'am. And Philly Style is, is the second book, the bridge book between the Ghost of Atlanta. And the Ghost of Atlanta is a great book for people to read, to learn about themselves and what the changes you face. And yeah. can you go home again? Can you face yeah. demons from your past who have yeah. dominated your thoughts for years, for years? Yeah. And yeah. it's a philosophical oh, book. Uh-huh. I know I was going to say, and that's that's like a real true perspective because I, I've known uh, friends of mine who have moved away, uh, mm-hmm. moved away to get away from, you know, family and the things that were going on. And oftentimes it's hard for them to come back because, as you mentioned, you know, having those feelings and those emotions or just seeing the things that you left behind still happening or feelings start resurfacing is hard for a lot of people to deal with. You know, it's hard for them to, yeah. Can you forgive someone, a parent who hurt you? Yeah. That was the hardest thing in Ghost of Atlanta. Give a little about the book. Can you forgive that parent who deliberately hurt Mm -hmm. you and and the other? Right. And your mother. Can you forgive that? Can you forgive the reason why you had to leave? You know, how Mm -hmm. how you had to take a train to New York at the midnight with your mother-in-law Putting you on it with your with your, wow. with your with your grandmother putting you on the train, and then you hear about a, a month later how the father put a gun to the mother to you to his own mother's because she helped you get away. Can you forgive wow. that person? It's powerful. Mm. It's powerful. And yeah. I'd like to Absolutely. give credit to my editor Dennis DeRose, who's out of Milltown, New York, who's super. He took my words and he just really called him. And to me, to be a great <laughs> writer, you have to have a great editor. It's almost a mesh in Absolutely. mind. And Absolutely. so his name is Dennis DeRose out of Milltown, New York. And he's just, right now, he's starting to really get strong in a lot of areas. A lot of people are after him. But just to give him a little shout-out, he he helped put that together. So The Ghost of right. Atlanta is a combination of a 15-year writing of three books. I was going to write uh-huh. one book, and it kept developing. I said, but after that, <laughs> Ghost of Atlanta, no trilogies, never, ever again. Never oh, goodness. I'm tired oh, of the goodness. characters. I don't want to see them anymore. That's it. Enjoy them. <laughs> goodbye. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, for you, um, you, uh, you're you self-published, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. And he's going so to realize. You, um, and I wanted to ask you about that because what, what made you decide um, self-publishing versus you know, trying to actually get with, you know, some of these different, you know, high-end publishing companies. What made you decide you wanted to self-publish rather than, you know, start out? Bianca, of, I uh, decided to do this. I had an agent who was not good and never did anything <laughs> and just absolutely stole money. 
And, and then yeah. I went publishers yeah. who didn't want they want to do, so I decided to. Uh-huh. And today's market mm-hmm. for publishing is incredible. I tell anybody, mm-hmm. you go to Create Space, you go to Smashwords, yeah. and you're published. You just what yeah. you got to do is two important things. You get a great editor because once because you you doing what the publishers do, you got a great editor and get a great book right. book designer. Like my book designer is yeah. out of England. She's a great Kelly Dennis wow. out of England. I love it. It's different. It's different and unique. So I, I, yes. I love it. I love the, the yes. covers of your books. That's what she did. And, you know, and just incredible. So you have to really, mm-hmm. really, really do those two things. And you have right. to have to work your book. Now, people say, well, but you tell me how many self-published authors can walk into Barnes & Noble's in Atlanta, and their books <laughs> on the shelves, and the people ask you to autograph the books because people are buying your books. So don't tell me it can't be done. You got to work yeah. for it. You tell me That's how right. many how many people for other publishing houses books are not on Barnes and Noble. You know, yeah, you got to really Very work true. for it. You got to market. And that's what Absolutely. I work on, and that's why I did the book called Jumpstarting Your Inner Novelist. And it's a book where I took all the things from Emory and Dennis wrote chapters on editing, and we put together this book to help people write, motivation to write. And it's not like one of self-help. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of motivation, and it's more of very simple chapters, and it's more of getting people involved, involved in what they want to do. And so wow. the Ghost of Atlanta was like the combination. It just like set the tone for my next two books, which is called Phantoms Rockwood, which is about the ghosts and purple phantoms and how they, how they you, can you change. And then my fifth book of writing now is called Stormy Winds, be out in November. It's about life. It's about can you face life issues? Can you fight mm-hmm. back or do you give up? And it's about right. life is like stormy winds. Can you get through each win? A win is a symbol, symbol for change. Can you get through each change of your life and keep going forward? So mm-hmm. what I want to give readers Absolutely. in the black community is a different kind of book. It's a book that's Absolutely. reflective of who we are. The struggles mm-hmm. we have, but also entertaining, and also yeah. give us a chance to show that we can produce books that are reflective, that can be read in library is in libraries, it's in yeah. websites, it's in Barnes and Nobles, and right. and that you if you work hard, that you can do it and you can achieve it, and you can grow right. from that point. Absolutely, and I and I like it because I and. And, and it's no, you know, no offense to those who, who write books about slavery oh, no, no, no. when it comes to African Americans, but I like the fact that it, it's, it's showing us in a different light. You know what I mean? I think that sometimes we all are used to reading some of the same type of genres and same type of books that we yes. only see ourselves in one way, you know, yes. and so... And when you're able to read something and say, hey, all right, you know, this person went through this dilemma, but they came out, you know, in this yes. great way. So I, I love it that you're giving a different perspective than what we, you know, are have been given, you know, over over time and over the years. So, um, But you're also um, doing a contest um, for yes. this book. Um, yes. Stormy Winds, where, um, and I like this, guys. Julius is just not <laughs> telling you guys to like a post or, or whatever. He's he's making you work for it. <laughs> but tell the folks out there about this contest uh, when it comes to Stormy Winds. What I decided to do was, and I got to do from another author. It's you know you you go to the website. It tells you about that you could enter a contest and tell you 150 mm-hmm. words. I give you a lot about the book. And I will make yeah. you a character in the book using your real yeah. name. 
So you can become famous and you be glad, and now you got something <laughs> that will last lifetimes because you're going to yeah. be in a book. You're going to be in a book with your real name, and you're going to be a character in the book. It's a chance, something different. It's something I thought would that would be, that, that would be interesting to do to weave this kind yes. of weave this person into the book of what this is about. This is about life. It's about changes. It's about facing situations, and we all do that. Yes. And I can use Absolutely. that. And I want I want to do something that's a little different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. And I wanted to ask you, um, Julius, uh, for those expiring writers out here, we, we might have a lot of people, as you mentioned um, earlier in the show, you have your, your students do some journaling, and a lot of great writings come from people's journaling. Um, so for you, what would be your advice to those upcoming writers um, out here on how to get their work out there, how to make sure they connect, you know, with the right people uh, to get their books published? First thing I would tell them is to to thine own self be true, like Polonius said in Hamlet. To thine own self be true. And I want you to keep writing, keep believing, and never give up on your dreams. And don't worry about being a publisher for uh, you know, Harper Collins or one of those other people that you see on book T V. You <laughs> want to create your own genre, who you yeah. are, tell your story. Yeah. And the one advice yeah. I give to young writers is this. It's called Write garbage, edit brilliantly, because the editing mm. process is the process that develops what your writing will be. And that means when you sit down and just write, write, mm-hmm. get it out, mm-hmm. get it out, because you can't edit a blank page. Get it out. Don't worry about grammar. <laughs> Don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about because you cannot edit and write at the same time. It is two right. different kind of processes. It's like trying to drive, or drive a car with the brake on and the gas, and you're pushing <laughs> both pedals at the same time, and you ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. So you want to write and get it out. And once you get it out and get it edited, that, it get, that means go over it, review it, and develop it. Right now, Stormy Winds is about 40,000 words of garbage right now. And I got to go back. I'm editing it now and working it. So when I send it to Dennis Rose in, in September, it'd be where he can make changes. Now I go back and take what he has and make changes. Because a good book will be edited between five and eight to ten times before what you see in the printed book. So what you've got to do is to just write, get your ideas out. When I first started, I outlined. I will put down, what I usually do is I will put down chapters 1 to 40, just a random number, and I'll put ideas down, what I want to accomplish in each chapter. Then I'll write that chapter. One day I might write chapter 40. Then I go back and write chapter 20 and 30. Get everything down. Now I can go down and edit it because I've had books where chapter 20 becomes chapter 1. Chapter 2 becomes chapter 35. Because your mind don't think that way. It's a creative mm-hmm. process. This is not math and right. science. This is creative. Right. So you got to get Absolutely. your ideas out, get them down, and then you go back and edit, and you work your edit. Once you start to get your ideas down, now you start to think about publishing. And like I said, for, mm-hmm. for hardcover, create space is perfect. It's free. They do a great job. They use what you have, and they give you great deals. You can buy your books. You can sell them. It goes everywhere, and Smashwords right. is a great one for for doing your uh, e-books, for doing your e-books. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. key thing of all this process is two things: find a great editor, and find a great cover designer. Those are two critical things. And now, Absolutely. here's something else that I tell young writers: is 
you, you don't have a finished product. You don't have a finished book. But you've got to get you a towel, a working towel, and start to market your book now. You can't wait till the mm-hmm. book is ready to go out to market. You've got to start. I've been marketing Stormy Winds for the last year and a half. Wow. You've got to market because wow. the days, the days uh, marketing is a lot of noise out there. You have to break through the Very noise. True. Yes, Very you got to start marketing now. Yeah. Get your website. Yeah. Well, I can arrive. I'm an author. I can do things. Mm-hmm. What I use is called the rule of five, that I do five things every day to market my book. I'm talking to you tonight. I was in Kroger today and gave out cards. Uh, someone emailed me. That's three things. You got to do something every day to market you the book and get yourself like out there, out mm-hmm. there, and show people. Mm-hmm. And publishers like that. People like that. They see, they notice, and they can see what you can and what you cannot do. That you're really working right. for your books every day. Every right. day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely love, love, love that advice. And uh, for you, who are, who are some of Julia's favorite uh, writers um, of all time? Uh, I have a lot of good writers. Now, for, for as really teaching me how to write was was uh, Walter mm-hmm. D. Myers, Mosley, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, I like all the classic James Baldwin, all the classic okay. writers, yeah. all the yeah. classic writers, especially black writers. And one of my favorite was Zora Hill Nurse, Hurston, Zora Neale Hurston, right. in the Eyes right. of Watching God. She did so many yeah. things in that book. Because what I wanted by studying Hurston and and Baldwin mm-hmm. and all the black writers is and, and you know and uh, mostly is how do we how do I show what the black society the black people, what are we, who are we, yeah. how each phase, yeah. what happens in the 30s and how Hurston reflects that, reflected that period. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then the 50s and 60s and 70s, how did Mosley and Walter Dean Myers, who's a great, great, great young adult writer, how did they reflect right. that period? So I learned from them. Now, I'm a very simple conversational kind of writer, like in the Hemingway style in Fitzgerald. And I'm mm-hmm. not one of those complicated writers, you know, uh, you know, like Faulkner and some other writers who just go and carry you between weaves and brides and bushes and get you lost <laughs> and then try to bring you back. I'm very simple. So the writers I like are very, very simple. And, you know, yeah. and, I, and I know we understand that, you know, that you've got to read. You've got to read the Jane Austens. You've got to read Shakespeare. You've got to read. You have to read, you know. You may not agree with what they say, but you have to read and you have to look at all genres. All genres, mm-hmm. but uh, Walter Mosley is the one uh, who really, really impressed me and showed me, and especially you know, Devil in the Blue Dress and other kind of, you know, uh, other kind of books in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some commercial breaks, you guys. We're going to come back and uh, wrap up with Julius, and he's going to tell you guys how uh, you can go about purchasing his books. And um, also he uh, mentioned as well the the importance uh, of marketing, getting your information out there. So we're going to talk about um, that and more when we come back right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Do I love you? And I 
It's been a long time coming, kings and queens. My first published book, titled Life is Outstanding. It's a self-help motivation book by your very own, me, Anthony D. Collins. Life is outstanding because every new day we wake up, we have a chance to create a new life that feeds off positivity. You can read that and more in my book, due to release in January of 2014. I thank everyone for their continuous support. Now. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Butterfly Show, and this evening, you guys, we have been joined by author of The Ghost of Atlanta, that's Julius J.E. Thompson, you guys, and so Julius, for the folks out there, tell them how they can go about um, purchasing not only The Ghost of Atlanta, but your other books as well. Yeah, my books can be purchased, if you go to the brick and mortar stores, um, Barnes and Nobles, any independent bookstore would have the book or they can order it for you, so go to Barnes and Nobles. If you're on the Internet, you can go to the Amazon author page, just Julius J.E. Thompson, and you can get you can order any of the books, all of the books. And my website is JuliusJEThompson.com, 
and you can order the books. You can learn, learn more about the writing process, the creating writing process. You can buy, order the books that way. So it's everywhere. It's JuliusJEThompson.com, and you can order the books that, or go to my Amazon page, and you can get books from the Amazon page, or you can get books from uh, Smashwords, uh, uh, BarnesandNobles.com. So it, my books are everywhere, and I would love for you to order them, and I will find some way to autograph them for you. I just want mm-hmm. you to get out there and get them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, um, of course, Julius, um, at the end of the day, you're writing, um, you know, creating all of these awesome books. Uh, what is your, your ultimate goal uh, through your writing and get these books out there into the hands of many? What's, what's Julia's ultimate goal when it comes to publishing and getting these books out there? My goal is to give people a chance to see black people in a different way, to see us right. as creative, intelligent, change, affect the society and affect this world that we are people of change, that we are people who develop people around us, that we are positive people. My goal as a writer is to get out there and show that black people are important and that we are messengers of change, positive change, to make this world a better place. And in my books, I want to show that you can do that, that you can overcome. Sure, there are going to be challenges. Sure, people are going to say and do things that are trying to knock you down, but I want people to have this view that they can achieve. It can be writing books. It can be speaking. It can be working every day on a garbage truck. I don't care. But what I want people to do is to become the best they can be. And, then, you know, I have this phrase I, teach, I tell my students and tell people who want to write. Keep writing, keep believing, and never ever give up on your dreams. And you can substitute the word writing for whatever you are doing. And in my books, I want to show that this is what you can do and this is what you can accomplish. Because Absolutely. from going from a segregated high school in Statham, Georgia, to Brooklyn, to author, to sports <laughs> writer, to coach, to teacher, yeah. God has blessed yeah. me in so many ways. And I, I did that by overcoming and keep overcoming every, every day and live and love the moment you end and don't worry about yesterday because you can't do anything about that tomorrow you can't do That's anything right. about that you live this <laughs> moment live this moment absolutely. and be the best that you can be absolutely absolutely well said uh for the folks out there tell them how they can connect with you on social media i think julius is on all social media outlets but i'll all <laughs> social media facebook <laughs> julius e. thompson julius j e thompson facebook uh, Instagram, Julius J.E. Thompson. Uh, Twitter, Julius J.E. Thompson. I mean, and, and LinkedIn, Julius J.E. Thompson. Put that in. Find me. I will respond. I will respond. He will. He will. And, and I think that's important. It's important nowadays for, uh, you know, for, for for readers to be able to connect with authors, you know, on, on a personal note, because as a, as, a re, as a writer, you would want to know, okay, what kind of effect? Is your book having on people? What do people get out of your stories? You know, what do they take away, you know, from your writing? So um, I think it's great to have that personal relationship, you know, uh, with um, your readers. Uh, and now, another thing, Bianca, is yeah. go to YouTube. I have a lot of videos up. Go to YouTube and you can hear me talk, <laughs> see speak, see me. I need, to, I need to lose weight. You see all that. <laughs> Absolutely a 
amazing. Well, Julie, it has definitely been a pleasure, I can say, having you on the show tonight. And uh, I definitely hope you'll come back uh, once the, the next book uh gets completed, um, Stormy Winds. Um, I want to definitely have you come back and, and talk about that um, as well once it gets in the works. And so uh, I just definitely think, appreciate you coming on here and hanging out with me this evening. Thank you so much. I will definitely be back. Definitely. I enjoyed it. And thank you. And it's been an honor and a privilege for you to invite me. I appreciate you so, so much. You are welcome. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your uh, night and your weekend, and I'll be talking with you soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Julius J.E. Thompson, you guys, author of The Ghost of Atlanta. Uh, Make sure you guys go purchase that. Um, I'll put some of his links um, available on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so you guys um, can connect with him and purchase his awesome books as well. And uh, once again, I want to thank Julius so much for coming on here and joining us, you guys. And if you missed it, no worries. Uh, the show will be back up and ready for a replay uh, very quickly. And so you can also download our app. That's YRN 1328, available on your Android phones and your iPhones so that you can listen uh, to the replays um, of our different broadcasts and live streams um, of our broadcast as well from several of our hosts here on the network. And so once again, I appreciate all the callers on the line who were listening. Those of you who are listening via the app, I definitely appreciate you for taking the time to tune in while you're on the go. And we just appreciate you guys so much. And as I said, the butterflies taking a little vacation, a little much needed break. But I will be guy I will be back, you guys, on the twenty fourth, May twenty fourth at two that's a Tuesday at six thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. The beautiful butterfly will be back. I'll be back here uh with our next awesome guest, you guys. So make sure you stay tuned in for that. And uh once again I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your evening and your weekend and we'll see you back here again real soon. You guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you. 